You know what, Jamie? Let's pop off right now. We gotta get started. <laughs> we gotta go. Let's go. Let's go. Let's get the people in the chat. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Hit and Hustle from OurSportsDaily.com. I'm your host, Greg Flamong, and with me, as always, is Jamie Uwayama, Mr. Jamie University. It is Tuesday, uh, January 23rd, and uh, Notre Dame just completed their big junior day weekend in Notre Dame uh, at the University of Notre Dame. It was very cold. It was very snowy. Uh, big props to Matt Freeman for being outside pretty much all day, Irish Sports Daily's uh, Matt Freeman outside all day getting updates, taking photos of the uh, recruits as they arrive uh, for the customers at Irish Sports Daily. And uh, so we, we got a lot of intel on him and uh, or on, from him, from uh, Christian as well. I'm going to give those guys some flowers in just one second, but just want we're going to talk about that. We're going to talk about how the class is shaping up. Um, a few news items uh, from, you know, just around the world of football. We're going to talk about those things. Tommy Reese looks to be moving back to the NFL. I want to get Jamie's thoughts on that and, uh, anything else that comes up in the chat. Thank you everyone for tuning in. If this is your first time catching us, or if you've caught us a bunch and you haven't done so already, please subscribe to this channel. Uh, please hit the notification bell. Soon, whatever it is, we're going live and please always like these videos. If you like what you see, and even if you don't like what you see, like them anyway. And, uh, it helps us out. Just help, help, help us out by, um, hitting the like on, on these shows. We always get a lot more people in the chat or in, in with a lot more viewers than we do likes. Let's, let's switch those ratios around. Uh, Jamie, how, how are you doing? First of all, I'm doing well, doing well, doing great. Um, what, someone, uh, Sergio is bringing up Cam Williams and I'm, I'm Dowling, uh, brought up Cam Williams dropping 32 spots in the 247 rankings. Uh, we could talk about that as well, just because there were some big risers as well. Bryce Young moved up to a four star, according to 247, or five so, star. Yeah, or five star. Sorry about that. So we, we can we can talk about that. Twenty uh, fourth overall, according to their rankings. So we can talk about that as well. Um, you know, a, a lot of risers for for Notre Dame. Uh, and if you want to rise up and upgrade your shirt game, then you can do that too with ESQ Clothing, which has created the world's first bamboo dress shirt. Crafted from high-quality bamboo fabric, it's the softest and most comfortable shirt you'll ever put on. Not only more sustainable than cotton, also feels cooler, has stretch, is odor and wrinkle resistant, even machine washable. You've seen ESQ's one-piece collar bamboo dress shirt on all your favorite Notre Dame players and coaches, and it's the perfect shirt for today's business meeting or heading for a night out. Use ISD15 to get 15% off all online items. That's ISD15 for 15% off. Jamie, I want to talk about something that you and Mike mentioned yesterday on Power Hour, right off top of the show. Um, talking about my all your Baltimore Ravens, my, my, I'm a life, fan. lifelong fan of Baltimore since 2022. You know what's funny too is like I don't mind that part, like people not knowing. That's fine. I don't like being called a fence sitter, Jamie. I don't like that. I'm not a, I'm not a fence sitter. No, I'm nothing. Listen, when you when you grow up in LA. The the Rams are here, and then they're gone. The Rams yeah, there was no team, whatever. It's, no it's team. A, like I yeah. and, and you know what? I, I don't need to. Uh, I, I I don't feel the need to have an allegiance. And and so I was slandered a bit, not by you. Mike was a little bit slanderous, calling me out for not being a big fan of anybody. And I feel bad because during the Lions game, I thought you know it, it'd be nice for the Lions to actually do something. There's a lot of fans like Mike out there. Who uh, it would be great for them to feel some joy and some happiness, go to the NFC Championship game, and uh, and that would be great. And then and I listen to the show. And um, just, let me ask you this: Did your dad? Did your dad ever have a team? No, he never no. had. My team. dad was my dad was a big. So little background on my dad, who is definitely watching this show. Hi, dad. Um, he was he was born in uh in in Holland, so he's Dutch, and he came over. Um, when he was six, so his family has no real roots in the United States or anything like that. Um, and he was the youngest of six kids. So he was six, but a lot of the uh, uh, kids were older than that. He was a big, uh, UCLA basketball guy, loved John Wooden, loved that whole thing. So he was a basketball guy. Um, and so that was his deal. All my football stuff comes from just organically, um, being around, you know, uh, just picking up Notre Dame on my own. So he didn't have anything. So I never had a pull towards um any team or anything like that so you know look Kyle Hamilton's my guy everyone knows that 
specifically because he's a great football player. And, um, and so that's why I was just like, whatever team he goes to, that's the team I'm going to follow. I'm not going to pretend like I may, it's a bit that I say, you know, it's a bit for me to be like, I'm a lifelong fan. I'm obviously not. Um, but I'll root for the, I'm rooting for the Ravens, you know, as, uh, as, as, is, you know, makes sense. Right. So, uh, but look, congratulations to the, uh, congratulations to the lions. It's going to be a good weekend of football. Um, let's talk a little bit about, uh, the, the 247 rankings, the updates, right? So we've had some updates. Uh, uh, Kingston Viliamo Asa has, uh, has really risen in the rankings over the last month or so. He's, I think he's a five-star on rivals now. Um, I, he's close to that on, on 247. He got a bump. Bryce Young's had, had a huge bump in the last like two, three months. Just people are really starting to see like his upside and his intangibles and his, you know, all the things that make someone a really good defensive end. Um, so he's really jumped up there. Um, I think, I think uh, CJ Carr dropped a bit, like maybe seven spots. Um, and Cam Williams dropped a, a good amount. Uh, I think he got hurt. Um, he didn't show out very well in all-star games. And when you go to an all-star game, you don't really show out. Uh, you're going to drop in the rankings. Um, it's not that big of a deal, but what's your, what's your take on that stuff? Yeah. I mean, I think first of all, you know, congrats to it's, it's a cool honor for uh, Bryce Young to be like bumped up to five star. That's awesome. Yeah. Great for him. Right. Like that's a, a cool honor for it, for that to happen to him. But the difference between someone who's like 24th and like the 50th or like the 60th, it's very small. It, it really isn't that big of a deal um, in terms of what it means for your overall projection going forward. Like it, it doesn't like there's, you know, the, it, there's a difference between, which is why I always think the five-star thing is really kind of dumb uh, because uh, you know, they pick 32 five stars. Well, it's like, you know, NFL teams, they give out first round grades to people. But it's not like they give 32 first round grades to everybody. They might yeah. only give like some years they might give 17, you know? Yeah. Some years they might give 28, whatever, right? It's it's different depending on how many guys that they believe like, you know, are that grade. But obviously this is a it's media driven. It's a it's a media industry. It's to draw interest. Yeah. So um it's different, just like how the 24th guy one year is gonna be different than the 24th guy the next year. And I'll say, well, like with Cam Williams dropping, like, I really don't think uh, it's that big of a deal. Like, who cares if he's 80th? Who cares if he's top 50? Who cares if he's a five-star or whatever? Because the work starts now anyways, right? Like, this, the work starts now, and um, it doesn't change his ceiling of what he can be as a player. And it's something that we've talked about for a long time, that he needs to uh, – develop as a receiver he is an incredible athlete that he needs to develop as a receiver and that's what it's going to be all about and it's about taking that um and having that translate to notre dame and frankly too with most receivers very few guys are day one you know dominators that just doesn't happen there's a like there's at notre dame it's been michael floyd and nobody right like it's just that's not even something that um, you can think about. I mean, I guess you could probably say said before Michael Floyd was the rocket and rocket obviously wasn't a receiver. He was more of just like a gadget Jack of all trades guy back then, but still like you just don't find many guys like that. And that's like everywhere, right? It's like, go back to look at that loaded um, Alabama, Jerry, Judy, um, you know, Devonte Smith, all of those guys as freshmen. And I know Devontae Smith caught the touchdown to end the thing. Look at his stats for the year. That was like the big play and not a lot else. Like I think he might've had like eight catches on the year. Like yeah. it just, that's just kind of where, where it's at. And it's about, it, it's a, it's a marathon, not a sprint for everything, but specifically for a wide receiver. So, I mean, I don't get too caught up in, in that, even though like I'm going to have to put out, uh, I was planning on uh, getting like, um, updating the final IC 550. And I do take it seriously. I, I don't want to say that I don't because I, I do take, you know, grading these guys seriously. And I want to, you know, try to be fair and be uh, as correct as possible with all of these guys. But I just think that it's one of those things where um, rankings and, uh, you know, five star and four stars and all that, 
it's like it's totally somebody decided whenever they started rivals.com which i which i think was the first to do the star system Mm -hmm. somebody decided that that was the way and you know it it made rivals 100 and then rivals 250 and then now this 247 it's like well what about the 260th guy the difference between the 260th guy and being in the 24 it's means nothing you know what i mean like it's 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 less than nothing right and it's just but it's a thing that you know i guess matters to a, a lot of people um like I always see, which is, uh, you know, not to hate on whoever runs social for on three, but on three, I always see it's like, well, he was ranked in the top 220, whatever. And I'm like, why just pick 220? Why not just say you're whatever your thing is, whatever. Yeah. You got to make sure because he was 217th. So we got to do 220. It's just like, just say he was a four star, man. Yeah. Like it's, it's, it's fine. You don't have to do w- with all this. It doesn't, it doesn't ultimately that kind of thing um, doesn't matter. It matters more of like, how they project and how do you categorize them of when they're going to project? Like, yeah. Like he's, you know, 80, 80 something like Kim Williams is 80 something. Now he was 40 something. Like he, he basically everything about him is still true, right? He's still explosive. Yeah. He's still dangerous to the ball in his hands. Still get over the top of everybody. They, they liked other people at, at a camp. They liked other guys better. Yeah. yeah. So they just put him up there. So uh, it's not a big deal. Still a big coup. And uh, look, Bryce Young, Kind of the same thing, right? Like everything that you said about him when he was a three-star is still the case now that he's a five-star, right? It's it, He still has those traits. He still is long. He still is a good athlete. He still has good burst and all those things. So it's just like whether they call him a five-star or whether they call him a three-star, same guy. Hopefully Notre Dame got a really good prospect there. Uh, I want to thank Dan Blair for this uh, super sticker. Thank you very yeah, much, Dan, so much, for man. that. Uh, that I really, we really appreciate that uh, very, very much. If you had a question attached to that, please uh, put it in the chat, and we'll, and we'll put it up here for you guys. Um, well, I think Greg got cut off there. I don't know if, what what happened there. Uh, well, I'll just reiterate. Thanks so much, that for Dan. That's so generous of you. That's amazing. Well, there you go. All right, Jamie. I, yeah. So <laughs> sometimes if if I'm scrolling and I. And I click it wrong. I exit from the. Uh, I exit from the show. <laughs> okay, that happens a yeah. little too often. I need it's a mouse. A, yeah. I need a mouse. I'm surprised I haven't done that more. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm so, closing tabs all the time. All right, so uh, let's get back to it. Um, some questions about uh, Dallas Golden. Um, so uh, before I get to the before I get to the updates on the 2025 guys, I got to give so much credit to Matt and Christian. These guys are so. <laughs> locked into these guys they they, they are just like I, I i take for granted that christian and matt have are just like as soon as they're off campus they're talking to them and they're gonna have a story like they are so good at that i don't know how they do it especially christian he's like stealthy like christian is like a stealth like behind the scenes knows everyone talks to everyone um and has really good relationships for everybody. So they give they give Irish Sports Daily customers like really good information, uh, stories out right away from from the players who are on campus. Um, really good stuff. So I want to give those guys their their flowers and their credit because they do a great job for um, Irish Sports Daily and the people who subscribe to uh, to our site. So good no job. One does better on the junior days. I, I I can say that and whatever. And, and with all due respect, to because I I really do honestly respect. Uh, all the other guys that are on the ND, you know, recruiting beat and, and the effort they put in. But I, I really just, I think if you look at it, no one does a better job after junior days, getting the updates the quickest, those they're, they're the best at it. In my, yeah. I, I don't I don't even think it's my opinion. You could just look for yourself. I think it's fact. Yeah. So those guys do awesome. So good job by them. Uh, Matt McCarthy uh, is asking, is Dallas Golden being recruited strictly as a corner? He could play safety or even, or potentially even on offense. Um, He's saying corner. So in in the story that Christian wrote, he he was saying corner, but he also mentioned like they are talking to him about position versatility and being able to play um, all over the place, right? And uh, um, Jacob Paulus is making reference to a crystal ball that went up. Uh, Matt had an update that he he said he felt good. Um, he felt when Notre Dame stood for him, right? They they feel like they're Notre Dame's in a really good spot, um, and so that that carries a lot of weight with me. Um, 
a good amount of weight, actually. So it, it's like, you know, they could use him all over the place. I kind of agree with Jamie. If you're going to play him on defense, I prefer he played safety. Just because you, someone like him, you want him, A, around the ball as much as possible, and B, you want him in a position of, of leadership, in a position of influence with the other members of the team because he's that kind of personality and he's that kind of football player. Uh, it's very similar to Kyron. Like I, I talk about that. I think I talked about on the last show, like they have that same kind of energy to their games. And he's the kind of guy like I want in the middle of the defense, right? I want him communicating with the linebackers and I want him communicating with the corners and getting everyone set up. Cause I think he's that kind of an athlete. Um, and so I, I would, I would prefer him there. I do think he could play on offense, right? It, like if, if Notre Dame got like Mark Zachary and, and, and Cree Thomas, and then they pulled Devin Williams. You don't need a fourth corner. That's go That's uh, uh, Dallas Golden. You know, you can move him somewhere else. You can move him to offense, especially if their their receiver situation isn't kind of where they want it to be. And that, that's something we're going to talk about a little bit later. Because I am curious about the upside of where they are at receiver right now. Um, like aside from Tylen Taylor. Right. Like he, I feel like he's separate, but I don't know where Notre Dame specifically stands with him. Um, and wherever they stand with him now, like there's a long way to go there. And so I think things are less clear at receiver. Uh, but I am curious about that. But what do you like? Do you think if Notre Dame was to hit on Mark Zachary, who also had a very good uh, visit and things look very good for him at the moment right now? Um, I think, I think some people are talking about commitment. I, I don't think that that, that doesn't appear to be imminent right now. Um, that's going to be a little bit closer to the season. But if they were to end up with Zachary and they were to end up with Cree Thomas, who's already in fold, and then you pull someone like Devin Williams, like, do you need a fourth corner in Dallas Golden there? Could you move him around? Could you change his position to either safety or look him in on offense? I mean, I think you could. And I mean, he certainly has the talent to do that. But I also think that Cree Thomas might end up as safety too mm, right so that's the point. other thing so um i guess it just depends how uh they view that and where they uh kind of feel about that situation but i also think that getting someone like golden um you know definitely could play corner um and getting like him and say like ivan taylor who's they obviously have committed in the class already too mm -hmm. those guys are safeties like you know if if golden was a safety you could play those guys as safeties, but they have corner skills. Like they could man cover. You could go yeah. there and say, oh, you know, you can take this slot and, and you can handle them. Like, and to have that is a huge luxury and allows you to open up so many different things about what you want to do um, in terms of matching personnel on defense, in terms of, uh, you know, scheme and, and how you want to run things. Right. And so I, I do think that, um, golden is just that versatility is valuable no matter where, you know, he, he ends up, uh, at, at Notre Dame. So, um, if he, if he were to choose Notre Dame, so I, I just think, um, you know, it's just one of those things where, and, and when you get to the point where if you're doing well enough with all of these guys and they're just so good, it's like kind of like with the offensive line where you know they're yeah i think you're gonna take three but it's like if the fourth guy is really that good and you really really like him you can take a fourth like it's just i feel the same way about corner yeah and it's and the thing about corner too is like you just mentioned there are so many positions in the secondary where you're asked to cover people like man to man like xavier watts is in man coverage a lot last year you know and he's their free safety guy like he is their one guy who was like, we want him deep middle. And yet that he's, he's in man coverage a lot in the slot. And so that, that kind of position versatility and having that kind of a skill set is like really important. It's like you said, Cree Thomas, he could play safety too, even though they're looking at him at corner, right? Cause they all have pretty good size there. Um, especially Dallas golden, like Mark Zachary, I corner, right? Devin Williams corner, Devin Williams could, Devin Williams could play safety, but like put him at corner. Like that's his spot, right? Um, especially you put them at nickel, but like those other guys, like, I feel like they do have the size to, uh, to be moved around a little bit. Um, I look, it'd be awesome if Notre Dame had this problem that they had to deal with, right. And where to play these types of players, because they are so, um, 
they're so talented, right? Ethan Long could go into a linebacker. I don't know. I I I wouldn't want him carrying linebacker weight. That doesn't seem like it's it's one of those things where also too like where with Kennedy like Kennedy Urlacher, like literally that was all people were just like, Well, remember his dad played safety whenever well his dad was 240 pounds playing safety yeah, in, yeah. in college, right? So it's like they're built a little bit different. So you and as we saw, you know, Matt posted some measurements on the thing and whatever I would caution everyone not to overreact too much to all these measurements and stuff early, especially guys just enrolling early at this time. Mm. But uh, you know, he's five eleven, So, I mean, five eleven doesn't suggest like, man, this guy is going to be walking around two forty Like, is that like Brian Erlocker? I, what was he? Six, three or whatever. Like, yeah. He's big guy, like, big guy. yeah. So it's, it's different, you know, right. It's different. Like where you're saying like, Bryce Young, they, I mean, I don't know if he is 6'7", but they, they listed him as 6'7". And you're like, oh, jeez. Like, it, it, and he still might be growing, right? Like, there's, it, it just depends with different guys, right? Like, different guys, it it hits different. Like, where Jason Onye is another perfect example of, like, a guy who was, like, when, I, I believe when he committed, he was, like, 230-something. And you're like, man, this guy's got a bigger frame and whatever. And then all of a sudden, like, a year later, he's walking around, like, you know, mid to eighties, right? Like yeah. it's just, it's just different. Yeah. Um, other guys that Notre Dame is, is done well with over the weekend was uh, Damian Shanklin defensive end from, um, from Indiana. That's one where it's like, I think, I think you, you, you start to push right there. I, I think, I think they're on the brink with him. I think he likes Notre Dame. And I think they have a good feel for him. I think he, he had a good time. So that's one that I think you 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 can kind of start to push and just like hey let's get him in the class like right and, you know as soon as possible obviously if the to to the players comfort right uh, but I think you want to make a move there Jack Lang is another one offensive lineman uh, I know I know you're pretty excited about him as as a prospect Jamie and uh, and Owen Strebig as well uh, tell me about Jack Lang what what you hear about Jack Lang and then how he kind of fits into the offensive line class. Yeah, obviously he's another guy who's a monster, right? Like he's six eight, yeah. like and just just a gigantic frame, but plays like with outstanding leverage. He plays with good bend and and you know it's just natural knee bend, and he's just got violent hip snap off you know off the ball. Like he's a guy who just really you can see like the violence uh, when he is blocking someone in the run game, and. I think when you see that at a young age, that jumps out because that's something that is going to carry over, right? And especially as he gets only bigger and stronger, like, whoa, like, look out, right? And, um, I mean, I think, obviously, the way he moves, too, he has all, like, the tools to be, um, you know, a guy who, who's very good in pass pro, too, even though you don't see a, a ton of pass pro with him. But I just really think that uh, you get a guy like him, who is, I mean, he's severely underrated right now in terms of his ranking and I'm just, mm -hmm. whatever, all the 2025 ranking stuff is going to get updated for all those other people too, to any people to kind of overreact to rankings right now. Mm -hmm. That stuff is all going to, you know, change drastically over the next year, but like, he's going to, he's going to be going up. He's going to be a top 100 guy for sure. And, and then I think like Will Black to me is a top 100 guy too. So he can add those two guys and obviously Strebig is, is in, in that kind of like conversation in that level mm. too. Like, man, that's just, a, just a great, great class. If you, if you can do that. And really too, I think Matty Augustine, the only thing is Matty Augustine just has to like put on the weight, but you know how he moves and just his frame, he's a big, big, big dude. And, and like, he's going, he's going to be a monster. So um, I, yeah, I, I just think that, Notre Dame has landed a bunch of guys. I, I just think it's, or they're in on a bunch of guys. They're targeting a bunch of guys that right there, that if, if you were going to take three and if you land three of those four, wow, great, great class. Yeah. But if you can pull all four, you kind of got to take them all. I think. Yeah. Um, let me find the question here. Matt McCarthy asked the question. Are you concerned that they aren't bringing in more pure defensive tackles? They haven't brought in many over the last few classes. Um, so Sean Civilano was one. Um, but as he says, not that many, right? They, wh whatever you want to say, what would happen with, uh, Owen Wafel, not in the class, right? And he's someone that could have been a, a pure defensive tackle. Are you concerned that there aren't more on the, on that they're looking at? 
No, not not when you look at say like what the 2023 class is because Armel Mukum is a defensive tackle now. Mm-hmm. Like I, I think mm-hmm. that is very obvious, right? Like he's like you know 285 pounds or whatever he is right now. Like the guy's gonna be like 295-ish, three tech. Like he's uh you know, you have him, you have Devin Houston, who, who is definitely a defensive tackle. And I think Brandon Vernon is probably a three tech, and that's kind of where they were like kind of working him in towards. So if you got three defensive tackles in, in that class, um, and then you know, with Seviano, like you're still um in, in a good spot. And you gotta remember too, in terms of um it, you know, and obviously they got Dixon already in yeah. in, the, in this class too um who you know as that's someone too like as as you know matt was able to kind of see him up close and obviously people saw the pictures with him and and howard cross and riley mills too he's a bigger dude than i think a lot of people um realize so the one thing with defensive tackle now kind of like in linebackers too you don't really want to put too many scholarships on it because for the most part, defensive tackles are two down players. Mm. You know, they're not like, you know, most of those guys aren't playing on third down. Right. So and especially when you have like a Howard Cross, like Riley Mills doesn't even get to play on third down. And he's a pretty good pass rusher. Like he's got, you know, definitely he's a plus pass rusher. So he doesn't even get to play on third down. And you look at it and that also because of that, that takes away. That's p- part of the reason why you don't see so many snaps for like guys like Rubio and Anya, because I mean, I know Rubio was hurt for a good chunk of the year too, but like, you don't, you don't see it with them because you only play one defensive tackle on third down. So, you know, and you're playing like, even when Notre Dame was playing, they only played one edge on third down last year. Yeah. Like they, yeah. like at the end of the year, they had Snead and, and, and Maris Leofau, right? So it's, because of that, it's like one of those things where, uh, I mean, obviously you're going to need a, an X amount of defensive tackles, just like you need X amount of inside linebackers. But the way the game is played and how many teams you, that you have to face that are going to play that style of like 12 personnel, but like real 12 personnel, like Michigan. Like the one of the reasons why Michigan is tough to play for all these teams is because it's like, well, nobody else plays like Michigan except for like Notre Dame, basically. Right. right? Like, yeah. And maybe Georgia. Right. And Georgia. Right. Like that's it. So it, it's it's just where the direction of, of of where the game is going and kind of what you're doing. And since you have only have 85 scholarships, you don't need more than eight defensive tackles on your roster or however many like because um like unless you want to change it and be like, okay, we're going to be more of like a three down team. And you want to have like be Georgia with like hosses across the board. Yeah. Then that's different. Yeah. Um, Michael in the chat spring making some points about the Ethan long and why he, he brought that up. And and I feel you. It, it, it's just that he's what his, he's not as tall as his listing for one. And so he doesn't like, he just doesn't seem like the type of guy. It's like, yeah, like he'll add, he'll add some weight and kind of maintain like, Rezac is is a good example of someone where it's like, man, he is long and he's he's tall and he like he seems like a guy who could carry like 215, 220, like a lot better than Ethan Long. And so like he's a guy that I would look at and kind of in that mold, um, the Holtz type athlete that you're that you're referencing here, Michael. So um, that's a good point there. I just think it's the it's not the right player to uh, to bring that up. Um, Tyler Borgman, do you want to do you want to try to. Uh, to I guess rank the the O line like one to four, just and and just in terms of like maybe maybe not like how you project them maybe not right now but how you kind of project those guys. Um, I mean to me I would put uh, Black then Lang then Strebig then Augustine is how I would do it. Okay. All right, that's that's a fair deal. Um, let's talk about the wide receivers a little bit, Jamie. Um, on campus were uh, was Elijah Burris, Plaxico Burris's son. Uh, Jerome Bettis Jr. was on campus, uh, very famously. Uh, Jerome Bettis's son, and uh, Sean Terry 
from Ohio. He was on campus. I want to talk to you about Sean Terry first because I watched his film last week and I sent Matt a message. I was like, I, I like his film kind of a lot, actually. Um, and he was like, the size thing is kind of the thing that's got the big question about him. And I guess last year he ran some sort of like – He ran like a 4-8 at a camp last year or something like that, yeah. As a sophomore, Yeah. right? So uh, my suspicion is that – the, the, the flurry of offers that he's been getting is somewhere someone has decided that he is not a 4-8 guy. He's not, I mean, he's definitely not a 4-8 guy if you watch the film. Right. Like, the, that's my kind of – like, that was my impression. Like, Pretty I, obvious. I, yeah. I, wouldn't, I wouldn't be, like, texting Matt being like, hey, I like him, and I thought he was slow, right? Like, yeah. that's not that's not a thing. Um, I mean, look at his, his af- run-after catch ability is – is special. I mean, he's he's, he's just really good. I mean, he's, he's he's great after the catch, and uh, and and you know, I I understand he de- maybe doesn't play at the highest level in Ohio, but um, still, like that's a special ability. Um, and like Jacob Paulus says, Terry looks much faster on film than his reported times. I, I think the other schools have a vetted his speed out, and so that's why he's getting some offers, and B. The size, it must be, it must be somewhere where, um, it must be something where, uh, that they've decided he's fast enough or he's bigger than is reported. I don't know, but these uh, enough schools are after him. So it's like, there's a mitigating factor there. So, um, what do you think about him? He, he, he didn't have an offer coming in. Sorry. Sorry. I asked you a question. Then I started talking again, but I just want to make the point. He didn't have an offer coming in. And then within like, I don't know, a couple hours, he reported an offer. So they saw something that they liked uh, in that time. So what, what do you think about him? Um, first of all, I mean, I, I really liked his film too, right? My big question for him is, is size, right? That's yeah. the the one thing because, you know, that that's kind of like, um, it's like any kind of thing too where you're like, man, he's got to be a slot and that's it. Like he only fits this one specific thing and that's it. Um, that's always tough for me. Right. Cause I'm always like, okay, that, that would be my one thing. Cause there's, there's a million, there's a million CJ Sanders out there. Yeah. You know what I mean? I mean, obviously CJ Sanders, he earned his scholarship. You know what I mean? Like he was a very good uh, returner, right. A very good returner. And, and, you know, I, I think even though he didn't live up and become this like ultra dangerous you know, explosive slot player, he more than earned his scholarship at Notre Dame while he played for Notre Dame, you know, but obviously he was, there were limitations to him on offense. Right. And I think, but there's a lot of guys like them, the small jittery type guys. And believe me too, because I've been to, you know, multiple, uh, you know, when they used to have the opening multiple times at the opening, they would have, um, you know, all these guys and those guys light up seven on seven, right? It's like the slots are the most valuable guys in these seven on seven tournaments. And those guys would light it up. But if you go back and look at some of the guys who lit it up at a lot of these openings and who light it up in a lot of these seven on seven stuff, very, there's very few Tyree kills out there is what I would say. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, there's very few Tyree kills and Jalen Waddles out there. There just, there just isn't. Right. Like um, even a guy like as, um, you know, who's the guy, the the Louisville kid um, who, who plays for the Rams right now? Uh, oh, uh, duh, 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 duh. He, Kyle covered him. Yes. Very famously. Shoot. This and, bothers me. Now I can't anyways, the guy, the guy could fly. Right. He yeah, could yeah, fly. yeah. And he was a great player. Tutu Atwell. Tutu Atwell. Yeah. Yep. Right. Which. Obviously, like, you know, that's the kind of thing where you're thinking, man, if you could get like a 2-2 Atwell, like, heck yeah. Who who wouldn't want that, right? Mm -hmm. So that would be my only – that's my, like, kind of misgivings. That's a caveat with them. But in saying that – so I don't think you should offer a bunch of Smurfs, you know. But if you're going to offer one of those guys and you're going to say one of them, I mean, he seems like a pretty good one because I just think it's the the after-the-catch part. It's the the part where – you can throw this guy a bubble and he just, he turns a two yard gain into eight or maybe he turns a two yard gain in into 48, you know, because of that. And 
that's why I think too, like, and I don't have like a super high grade on him and it's because of all those other things that I, I mentioned, but I still think it's like, it's kind of like Jordan Faison and probably why Jordan Faison didn't really was a walk on football player and not whatever, but because there's no way that I, I mean, I didn't go back and watch like a ton of Jordan Faison high school film, but I guarantee if you watch his high school film, if he's doing this kind of stuff that he was doing in the games here at the end of thing. And he was doing what he's doing in practice. Then I bet he's got a pretty electric huddle yeah. highlight film, you know? Right. So, but why did he do it? Well, he's tiny. He's very tiny. Right. Yeah. So it's just, but some guys just have that extra. And I mean, Jordan Faison might play in the NFL. And just because he might be that exception. And so I think because of that, I, I do like it. And obviously Mike Brown has had success with smaller, speedier guys, um, you know, like Tyler Scott from, uh, from Cincinnati. Yeah. Uh, what really like <laughs> the thing is <laughs> the thing that like kind of uh, just, I don't know if it, it was it, it, like tricked me about uh, Sean Terry's tape is the, I don't know if they have a drone or what they have. Um, they have a very like oh, yeah. high, yeah. Like it's awesome. It's, it's like, you can see the full width. Like I want to get because there are so many. Um, there are so many players where it's like this is a top division one player, and it's like I feel like you have a parent in the in the stands, like filming on like a camcorder. It's like you can never follow the play. It's like can you guys please get some like good, uh, some some a proper setup. Like the, these are good, you're good football players. Like you need to showcase them. Sean Terry, good job by his uh, by his outfit over there. They do an excellent job of showcasing their player. You can actually like it truly highlights how good of a, like a lateral player he is. Like moving um, sideline to sideline and working in space and finding space um, to create plays on the run. Uh, he understands the 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 importance of good video, and you should as well. And if you need one for your uh, for your web page or for your social media page or for your your small business the small business website, and you can go over to hepvsrmediacompany.com, which is founded by Notre Dame football pregame host and Emmy Award winning anchor Vahid Saad Razadeh. VSR Media provides professional and cinematic video and photo. Whether you're looking for a collegiate or pro level highlight reel, have a personal story to tell, or are aiming to diversify and grow your business, VSR Media specializes in short and long form video storytelling, social media management, and website design. VSR Media also captures professional headshots senior and sports photos contact them at vsrmediacompany.com mention iris sports daily to receive 20 percent off your first project visit them online or give them a call at 574-800-9106 um let's uh, okay tylen taylor what, what do you think notre dame's chances are of him landing him? i mean i I would have to say pretty decent if he's like missing a wedding to uh, to come to uh, a junior. He went day. to the reception, Jamie. He went to the reception, but I mean, I I think I think anytime someone does something like that, it shows their genuine interest in Notre Dame, and obviously it's close, so it's not like you know, um, it's not like he's he was you know he, he was able to drive back to attend. He was able the, to drive back, yeah. yeah. So, but, but still, um, and I, I think that that's something that, um, you know, is, is a big deal. I mean, I, I really, I mean, I don't know. I'm not, uh, I'm not privy to exactly like how, you know, well they're doing in terms of like all these other comparatively to like, um, I know like Michigan was at school that he was really interested in, but it's like, I mean, Michigan, Things are going to change there. How much is that going to impact anything? Who knows? Because I think Sharon Moore is probably going to be the next head coach. And I don't know, maybe he's got a greater relationship with Sharon Moore. I don't know. But I, so who knows, uh, you know, exactly his, you know, where also where he's at with everything. But I have to think that he's like, at the very least, Notre Dame is a, a very strong contender yeah. for him. And I do feel like at the same kind of time, he is raw as a receiver, you know, much like Cam Williams in a lot of ways too. But I just think the guy, he's another guy 
was great after the catch, mm-hmm. just really great after the catch. And he's, he's got like, you know, there are flashes of just some ridiculous ball skills too, that I think, um, you know, kind of really stand out. Um, so I just think raw ability, he's the kind of guy that when you get a guy like that, and I, you know, who's from Illinois, a local guy that you can say, Hey, pop in for the weekend. That's always big. And I, I just always thought too, like, um, if you look at say like Kyler Morris, who's a guy who was making plays for um, Michigan in the playoff, right? Mm-hmm. Like Tyler Morris is a good prospect. I know he tore his ACL and then, you know, people backed off him or whatever, but like the guy's a heck of a ball player. And like, that's a guy that I wish Notre Dame had. Right. Mm-hmm. And so, um, it, you know, when a guy like that is in your local area, he, he's gotta be uh, a priority. Do you like Tylen Taylor better than Cam Williams? Question from Jacob Paulus. No, I don't. But I think he's – I would put him in the same kind of category as him, though, as a prospect. Like, yeah. you know, I, I'd say I'd probably lean towards Cam Williams. But I would uh, – I think Taylor, if, if you're talking about just like pure, you know, ceiling and potential of what he could be, you're like, wow, this guy could be – one of the like more you know explosive playmakers in for for a top tier team like i put him in that category i really do think he has that kind of potential um joe bro says you got to get the local kids agree with that um you do i mean you do like and i think i think marcus freeman wants to do that right like he's very he's been very into chicago lately um in illinois and just like wanting to shore up the kind of the local connection there. Um, let's have, let's have the Jerome Bettis junior conversation. So regardless of how good I think he is, or you think he is or whatever, I do like basically all of these guys ahead of him. So, and I think you mentioned it on power hour yesterday. Like if, if you, if you take him in the class then fine, right. It's not like he's, he's not terrible. It's not te- you're not wasting a scholarship, I don't think. But I think you do need to take four then, right? Like you said, like yeah. I, I, I think you need to take uh, a, a, a other guys. I, I, th- I don't think he can be a third. I think he can be a fourth there. And um, like Christian made the point, like he reported a, like a Georgia State offer, like while or like during over the weekend, right? Like Georgia State's looking at him, right? Whereas Sean Terry has legit i mean like ohio state's looking at him you know and i will say just some georgia state guys have transferred and it'll be pretty good though they do oh, but, but, good, but yes you yeah. know what i'm saying yeah. right like, like yeah. right so it, it's and again it's not that i'm i'm saying he's bad i'm just saying like those that that's where he's kind of at and the film matches that too yeah. right sometimes the film doesn't match the offer list and, and i think in this case it does um so so i think they do need to take other people and they need to get like like Okay, if he's a third, then maybe you do think about Dallas Golden being a wide receiver, you know, like something like that, where if, if yeah. chips fall another kind of way, then then you 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 go um, and do that. Okay, the way, the way that I would put it, and I know, too, that, like, I and I think, too, some people are being overly ridiculous about it, but, like, I, I, I the way that I would put it is he's not in um, – remember the one year that, that Notre Dame took – uh, Ronnie Palace Jr., right? And yeah. You know what? Like, I think everybody knew what that was about. Like, it, 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 it was, well, this guy's going to be on the scout No one even knew. Like, it, he, on, on the day, it they was like, is he even in. on they scholarship? They, they, they sneaked it in yeah. probably because they didn't want to get any kind of backlash for right. it at the time. And I mean, and, and it was, frankly, it was ridiculous. Um, and, but so, I just want to make it clear, you know, he is not, he is a far above that. He is far above that. So I don't want it. Like, I, like, I don't even want to say that he couldn't be like a, a good player at Notre Dame. Cause I, I think that is in the realm of possibility. But I also think that like, if we're just talking about just straight up where he is comparatively to the other guys that they've offered, you'd put them at the bottom. Of, the, of there so from that perspective you know that's why i think you take three and him if that's what you're doing because we've also seen it a million times with notre dame 
And this is something that has happened where they've taken us specifically at receiver. And I know you shouldn't be like, um, you know, thinking about all the mistakes of the past that happened way before, you know, Marcus Freeman was there. But how many times has Notre Dame taken like, we're only taking two wide receivers. Well, all of a sudden, one of those guys doesn't hurt. And then that other guy better hit because if he doesn't, then that's a whole wasted class. Or if it's like, you know, all of a sudden, they, you know, the, the, the Jordan Johnson year, right? Which was like, they took Jordan Johnson, uh, X Watts, <laughs> X Watts, and um, Jay Bruno, right? And I, I'm not even saying it was a mistake to take Jay Brunel. And obviously his stuff, he had like a lot of mental health stuff that was going on with him. And there's a reason why he ended up transferring whatever. Right. But just in terms of, and you know, where he projected his player, if he was the fourth guy, then I think it's different But because he was going to be the third guy in that class. And then yeah. even with X Watts, you were like, is he a DB? Is he receiver? Whatever. And all of a sudden, Jordan Johnson doesn't hit, and X Watts moves, and it's like, well, that class was a wash, right? So that's how it can go so fast. So it's like, like that's why who you take and how many you take, that has to play into all of this. It does. Um, Vision Poets asking, does he compare to Corey Robinson at the same age? I think Robinson was different because of the size. Like he, he was so, he was so big and like the size piece is just like, you can't, it, it, it's just like, that's such a differentiator for a player. Like you, you automatically have like a different utility on a football team because you're, you're, you're tall. Right. And, and, um, Jerome Bettis Jr. Doesn't have that. Right. So again, I, I don't mind, like to me, I, I view it kind of similar to like Kennedy Erlocker, Right. Like he just can't be the like Kenny Urlacher. Get him in the program, hundred percent. Like no problem. But like he, you can't be like okay. You also need Tay Johnson, kind of thing, right? Like you do need to yeah. get him. Oh you yeah, someone who's going to be playing in the back there, um, and 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 he's going to be that guy, right? So it's just like I, I do think you need to get those other guys, um, and you don't know how someone is going to is go, like look we don't know what a senior film is going to look like we don't know how someone reacts to getting in on into a college campus into a college developmental program right and the good thing about him is like you could see him developing right and it, it, it is good to bring in guys where it's like hey we know that they are going to be okay to be developed right because a lot of the time you bring in three and two of the Look at this last class right now. Like, like Rico Flores, Braylon James. Like, they brought in how many receivers? And you don't count. I, honestly, I wouldn't even count Jordan Faze on in this because they didn't plan on him yeah. being anything, right? He walked on. It's not like they recruited him. So it's it just like Rico Flores and Braylon James, like two of their highly rated players. One plays a ton. One doesn't play at all. Now they're gone. Not yeah. even on the roster. And if they so didn't like, have Jordan Faze on, think of where that would be. Exactly. Right? It would just be yeah. Jaden Greathouse right now. And so yeah. – Well, it, and K.K. Smith. And, and yeah, K.K. Yeah. Smith. But that's another one, right, where we it's like he got hurt. Yeah. We don't know anything about that situation. Yeah. So th they, they brought in four there, and right now you have one that you know about. Two are gone, and one is one has been injured and hasn't played yet. So – it, it's just like you, it's it's there is utility in bringing in a player where it's like you know hey he's going to be around and he's going to try and 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 is willing to be developed at our program and who knows where it could go right so I do think there's utility in that. Um, uh, someone brought up the the fact that he uh, he's ranked around the same as um, Jaden Thomas Orejon Bettis is saying uh, on 247 he's ranked about the same as Jaden Thomas. Um, to me, it's like I, I like Jaden Thomas a lot more. I mean, uh, I think Jaden Thomas had a higher ranking than him. I can't recall what it was. I mean, yeah. he was a four star. He ended up yeah. being a four star. First of all, Bettis is like a high three star kid, which just means he's a power five player. He is a power five player, in my opinion. Yeah. Right. Like it's yeah. just it's just that if we're talking about like a guy, you know, you have to look at it from all perspectives of like, well, can this guy start at Notre Dame and can be a high level player at Notre Dame? And that, that's how, first of all, of kind of where you got to see it. And it's like, well, I think the 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 answer with Bettis would be like, possibly, but X and X and X have to happen, right? Yeah. So with some of these other guys, there's only like 
XX has to happen or whatever. You know what I mean? So it's, that's how you got to view it differently. Yeah. Um, the, the, the kind of the tricky part too is like, so Michael says, give me Taylor Meadows, Burris and Bettis. And I'd be thrilled. Um, like what if it was Taylor Meadows and Burris and like Sean Terry wants in too, right. You know, like that's where it's like, probably take Sean yeah. Terry, you know, like, like, like a, that's kind of the situation you could into, but like, that's, that's a long way down the line. Um, and, and that has to be, uh, has to be figured out there. Um, I, it's funny, Jamie, the, on the, on the, on the preview show, we didn't bring up, uh, uh, a Boateng, Nathaniel Boateng. Um, yeah. and, and we, we didn't bring him up on that. Cause we weren't sure if he was going to visit yet. Yeah. It wasn't confirmed yet. And now we have it. We're 50 minutes into this. We haven't brought him up. Um, <laughs> Dude is, dude is unbelievable. He's he's a, he's a great player. It's one of those things like I almost don't even want to talk about it because then it's like you start to, you start to dream big dreams of what he could be in this class. Um, and look, it was his first time ever visiting, right? So uh, it's it's uh, it, it's just an introduction to the program. Are you interested? It seems like he 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 is interested. He did like it. And um, he's going to have, they're going to have to get him on campus again in order for it to be a real possibility. But uh, we were kind of talking before the show, like if you get guys like, like Dallas golden and the, the old line class that they're looking at and Mark Zachary and, and Devin Williams, and then a guy like um Wusu Boateng, like if you get those guys, like uh, it changes everything of how it, people view it, the class. Right? Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, so tell me about, uh, tell me about him, what he could do, what he could be, um, how he kind of fits. Yeah. Well, I, I think he's, you know, pretty similar to his older brother, except yeah. for he's just bigger. Yeah. Right. Like it, you know, and obviously like, it's one of those things where it's like, he has a higher ranking and it's primary. I mean, some of that is because of his brother. Right. And some of that is because, of just him, his size and all that too, but like he's a heck of a ball player. Like he's a space backer who is physical, makes super athletic plays in space, and has explosive athleticism. So, um, kind of everything you want in a modern day linebacker, like his brother, just bigger, right? So that's the thing is is why he's you know one of the top linebackers in in the class. And I, I think you should also, um, you know, you also got to acknowledge how heading, it was already lo- like a good junior day list. It was a good mm-hmm. junior day list. And then all of a sudden you're like, oh, Notre Dame got a whistle Boateng and Taylor Taylor and slid. Them yeah. It was, it was like the day before. Yeah. Yeah. Like the, the Just Thursday got, Friday, so yeah. like that is big. Right. And, um, you know, I, I think too, if you look, think about like, um, it, it's all like getting that too, because like you said, it lays the groundwork for what it could be. Because I wanted you to say like a year for a year ago. And I think we were saying, and like, I definitely like, I know that talking to Matt, they were like, they felt they had a real shot. At, at KVA, at Kingston, Villiamalasa, right? They had a real shot, but there were nobody picking Notre Dame for him at the time. Like, they were like, they're not the leader. They're not the whatever. So this is kind of like where you got to kind of win now to get in that spot because that is the kind of thing. Like, those different maker type of guys, th- that's what makes or break the class, really, right? Because some of those guys, yes, you are going to find um, the Julian Love, who just like ends up being just way better than anyone could have possibly projected. And you're going to find even like a Ben Morrison, who was obviously, he was a four-star kid, but he wasn't projected to be like freshman All-American, best cornerback in the country type yeah. of that, probably going to be a top 15 pick next year. Wasn't anything like that. Same with Joel. Yes. So you got to have that, but it's like when you get that and then you get the other top, top guys too, that's how you win championships, right? Because you have enough of those difference makers. It's why Ohio state is paying all this money to try to buy a championship to get more difference makers on their team. Right. So I just, 
really just think that um, it would just be just absolutely massive to get this kind of guy in the class um, because it's just because you look at it and then all of a sudden two years down the road, you know, two or three years down the road, him and KVA could be on the field together. And then you say, Oh wow. Like this is where we're at. Right. And it's just, that's, that's how it all equals. Just like how you say like, wow, Bubakar, like people are really, you know, truthfully excited about, uh, uh, you know, Bubakar and, and his, uh, his upside and what he can be. And maybe this guy, he, he might even be a first round pick one day. That's, that's the kind of talent and kind of ceiling he has as a pass rusher. And then you think, wow, well, they got Bryce Young in the next. Oh, think about these guys together in a couple of years, rushing on third and all of these kind of things. And that's how you build a champion and you stack them up like over and over again. Um, and I think that's to me, the most probably uh, exciting thing. It's like, he doesn't have to be the start of something. He just becomes and just keeps adding on. To something. Yeah. And like, it's, there's just really the, the potential here, especially, you know, especially on defense in the back, like, or like the back seven with, with the, the potential of, you know, uh, Nathaniel Wusso Boateng and then those, those corners and those secondary guys, like that could be, truly special like true like like top of the sport kind of class like i i don't think there would be anything like there's no real comparison in the modern like notre dame recruiting like those i i really do think that like with i think devin williams and and dallas golden especially i i think i think mark zachary is like just as a peg below them not too much below them but i i just think like that group would just be incredible and with nathaniel wusaboateng and you make a good point at this time last year like kva's names popping up i just thought no way like no no way like i don't like i i understand sure they're poking around there he's a bosco guy he likes ohio state he's just not going to Notre Dame. like and then and then here you know he's on campus right now so uh, it, it is, I, I do feel like it is a little bit more possible than normal. Obviously he gets to campus and, uh, and, and it, it goes well and look at it. It was snowing too. And then the fact is like, you know what, obviously you would like for a better weather situation, but at the same time you do kind of feel like who's about it. Like who's, who's about it. For yeah. you? Like Tyler Taylor, you know, the fact that you're driving back and forth in that situation is like, that shows something. It does. It truly does. And especially when you juxtapose like like Justin Scott last year, like I'm not coming because I, I got to work. Right. And look, fine. You can keep your commitment at your at work at Starbucks or whatever it is. That's good, too. But at the same time, like you move stuff around when you want to do something right as, as, a, as a high school player. Those guys have done it. And so there they are. Right. Um, anything. You, also, you anybody ever seen a 300 pound defensive tackle work at Starbucks? Never seen it. Never seen uh, it. Whatever. Just, I mean, I can't even imagine going to my local Starbucks and being a yeah. 300 pound defensive tackle. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but uh, yeah, no, I think it's just a lot of it too is, you know, first of all, anyone who has traveled to South Bend, Indiana, knows. You got to really want to go to get there. Yeah. They don't make it easy. They don't. They don't make it easy. Even you can say, oh, it's only, you know, a couple hours away from Chicago. Have you driven in Chicago traffic? (laughs) You know, have have you taken the train? The train's not bad, but it's like, doesn't come all the time. It's every few hours. Oh, if you miss it, this one spot, you got to wait another three hours. Like, it's not an easy thing. And, And to fly into South Bend. There aren't a lot of direct flights in the South Bend. So there, yeah. it's hard. And if you got to drive into it, it's not the most beautiful drive in. All this at the campus is beautiful, but it's not the most beautiful drive in. So you got to really, really want to go and be really interested. So God really it. wants to go because he's going tomorrow. So yeah. he, he's going to be on campus. You know, he's got business there. He's, he's got, got business. He's not the right guy to ask. He's got that. business <laughs> ventures in <laughs> South Bend. So, uh, yeah, so that's, uh, that's, that's good for him. Uh, Michael, I want to say thank you for the kind words in the chat. We really appreciate it. We want to make the show engaging and fun for everybody who is on 
and uh, is here with like a good attitude. Uh, you asked a question about a third running back. We're going to have to get to that later, A, because uh, we're kind of out of time on the show, and B, uh, I don't think we have a lot of information on that. It, 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 I wouldn't be shocked if they started looking at a third running back, though. Um, so watch that space. We'll watch that. So, um, but we're going to end it there. Thank you everyone for tuning in. We'll be back on Thursday. Um, if you enjoyed this show, please subscribe to our channel. Please hit the like button. Please hit the notification bell. Soon ever it is we are going live links to this podcast are going to be in the description below. Have a good rest of the day. Again, we're back Thursday. Keep hitting and hustling.